It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt Nagy called out the Chicago Bears defense in a major way. But is that really the best idea, given how badly his offense has played for really the last two years? This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Locked On Bears is brought to you by Pepsi. Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. On the show today, we will hear the Bears head coach's comment on his team's effort, heart, and commitment, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, where they made the more surprising collapse against the Green Bay Packers. Then we'll hear his thoughts on Mitch Trubisky and the quarterback position moving forward, as well as how he feels about his job security and feeling the hot seat starting to heat up quite a bit in Chicago. The performance we saw from Chuck Pagano's defense against Aaron Rodgers was uncharacteristic of what we've seen from that unit really for the last at least three years, if not longer, of high-quality play from that group across the board. It felt a little bit more like an anomaly than the start of a new trend defensively. They had a bad day, and that happens and perhaps missing Akeem Hicks can be a big part of that, but there's no sugarcoating how bad it was, and you don't want to completely ignore that, but it also feels like not something that's going to happen every week, or certainly not next week against the Detroit Lions. But Matt Nagy still really made it a point to kind of call out that group in a number of different ways in his press conference on Monday. Not even necessarily prompted to do so, but just took the opportunity to talk about what his team needs to do and what that side of the ball needs to do and what the expectations should be versus the production that we saw on the field. We, we have to be able to play a game where, where the three phases play together. And our defense knows when we talk through this stuff, uh, we talk as a team how important they are to, to how we're built and, and what they mean to us and how they get stuff started. And so when we go out there on the field, we expect a three and out. If not a three and out, we expect a punt. That's just who we are. And when that doesn't happen, um, you know, it digs us in a hole. And so we're, we're fighting and fighting and, and you get a deficit like that. And it's, it's just hard to overcome. And oh, by the way, it's, it's, it's even more difficult when you're playing Aaron Rodgers. So we get that, but whatever it is, I know this, uh, we better wake our tails up. Every freaking coach on the, on the staff, every player better wake up and start, start understanding where we're at, 
have some personal pride, have a freaking sense of urgency, know where we're at, have some pride into who we're playing for and why we do this. And, uh, and then, and then go find a way to win as a team. That's my challenge to every single person in that building this week is that. And, and so, uh, yesterday was flat out embarrassing. Um, and, and, uh, our guys know it. I'm not telling you something they don't know. They know it, but we're going to, we're going to step up and, uh, all coaches, all players, and we got five games left. So, um, for us, it's our own personal challenge as to where we're at and how we're going to do this thing. But that performance yesterday, um, is, uh, is ridiculous and, and, and can't happen. And, and obviously that starts with me. So the criticism, not exclusive to the defense, but throughout even other answers, he seemed to more specifically talk about that side of the ball and a little bit more complimentary about the offensive line having a better game in pass protection, the running game as a whole, stringing some things together more so than we had seen in recent weeks. And despite some offensive turnovers, a little bit more success passing the ball than the last couple of games when they just couldn't do anything on that side. This was the game that they needed their defense to kind of hold up its end of the bargain, but it was also perhaps the biggest challenge this defense has faced up to this point. And the timing just feels a little bit strange or off or questionable here that this Bears defense has been doing all of the work for the last 10 games, and now the one game that it falls apart a little bit more and that it deserves a little bit more of the blame, they get called out publicly in a way that even this offense maybe hasn't been specifically chastised. Nagy has said over and over again that the offense needs to be better and that it hasn't been good enough, yes, but it hasn't been kind of that level of like, wake up and do it. It's been more of like, oh yeah, we got to figure this out and it starts with me and kind of taking a lot of the blame off of those guys. But the way he talked about the defense there and the tone just seemed different than most of the way he's even talked about the offense this year. And I can imagine if I'm a player on the defense... I don't want to hear it. You know, I've been working my ass off for 10 weeks of this season with very little help from the offense to show for it, and all of a sudden, now the defense is being painted in this light, like they're the problem here when the offense has been the problem for that long, and it's Matt Nagy's offense, and it's Matt Nagy's quarterback, and it's his situation. Like, I know Nagy knows his locker room better than any of us, and he knows what his players can and can't take, and I guess he deserves the benefit of the doubt that he knows what he's doing in this case and knows what type of motivation they need, what type of words they need him to say and what type of words he shouldn't say. Although I think the longer the season goes on, the less benefit of the doubt Matt Nagy is going to get. That's certainly true when it comes to this Bears offense and the quarterback position with another decision to make next week depending on what happens with Nick Foles' recovery. We'll check in on Mitch Trubisky's performance and Matt Nagy's thoughts on the starting quarterback role moving forward next on Locked On Bears. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, they've joined another league the League of Football Watchers. This football season is so different and always seems to be changing here and there, but Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. 
Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi. Made for football watching. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Given the quarterback play we've seen in Chicago over the last five or so games, I found it to be a little bit hard to like properly contextualize Mitch Trubisky's performance against the Green Bay Packers because there was plenty of bad sprinkled throughout there. Three turnovers, two particularly head-scratching interceptions that really are inexcusable for a fourth-year quarterback. But at the same time, we haven't seen this offense really consistently be able to move the ball and get scoring drives the way we saw Trubisky do at times particularly in the the second half in the fourth quarter. Garbage time, yes, but the Bears haven't even been able to do much of that in recent weeks. So given that the bar of expectations was the floor, maybe even through the floor into the basement, Trubisky felt like a slight step forward from the last few games of Nick Foles. But in the greater context of NFL quarterbacking, it was still a pretty darn bad quarterback performance. 56.5% completion percentage, 5.3 yards per attempt, the turnovers. And not only were the turnovers bad, but they weren't difficult situations, right? It's not him under pressure in the pocket trying to make a play and throwing off his back foot, falling away, just trying to keep the play alive, right? Or it's not him hit as he's thrown and the ball pops up and somebody comes down with it. They were both clean pockets, very deliberate decisions, that were poor decisions, and you can kind of go back and nitpick and try and find other players that were much more open on those plays or other decisions that would have been much safer with the ball. And it's really, again, the kind of thing that you just can't have from your starting quarterback. So if Nick Foles is healthy this week, I think it's a real question, a real discussion of who should Matt Nagy start. And for now, he seems to feel all right about Mitch's performance, but isn't committing either way for sure. I'm not there yet. I think for us, we got to, again, see where, where Nick's at. And we, we want to just continue to keep kind of evaluating. Again, I, I thought that, that Mitch, uh, he did a good job. Uh, I, would, I would probably prep for that. But, I, again, we, we just want to – I got to see where Nick's at and, and keep talking with Mitch. But uh, I thought that personally that from what he played and how he played yesterday in the situation we were in, that uh, I don't see why not. That was a fairly complimentary, albeit short, sort of evaluation of Mitch Trubisky's performance. It wasn't necessarily asked for a complete and full evaluation of Mitch in that regard. But what I thought was interesting was balancing that, taking what he said about Mitch Trubisky there, which sounded like he was maybe interested in starting Trubisky regardless of Foles' health. I know he wants to still check that out, but clearly some positive feelings about how Trubisky did in his return, but compare that to how Matt Nagy responded 
when he was asked about the Bears' game plan and overall offensive success compared to how easy it looked for Green Bay on the other side. I'm, I'm not going to get into all that right now. I think that uh, there's a lot of different things that go into a lot of what you just asked. So uh, I, I just – our guys know how we execute, how we call plays, how we run plays, what we do, where our mistakes are, where, where our, our strengths are. And, uh, again, I thought yesterday um, that – there's certainly, you know, between the penalties and the turn, I thought, you know, the turnovers against a team like this, uh, when they're having the success they're having on offense, you just can't have that. So to me, it's the biggest part of yesterday offensively was more so just about the turnovers and then just losing some of that field position in the penalties. So I kind of come back to whose fault were the turnovers, right? Maybe you can say the fumble, you can't really blame Trubisky too much because yeah, his face mask was being pulled on, and maybe the offensive line didn't protect him all that well. And it's not really his decision to fumble. You know, maybe you want his ball security to be a little bit better. But generally, you don't kill quarterbacks for necessarily fumbling while they're already being sacked and being tackled. It wasn't a horrible pocket presence issue or anything like that. Maybe you can live with Trubisky on that one. But the two interceptions both seemed very clear and very poor and very deliberate from Trubisky, like we talked about. Fairly clean pockets, stepping up deliberately. He throws those passes with some conviction, and that conviction was so incredibly wrong in both of those plays. And it would seem to matter quite a bit to Matt Nagy, based on his comments, that they don't have those kind of turnovers. And you compare just a little bit to Nick Foles, who certainly has not been turnover free but as you kind of go back through his last few games he had an interception against the Vikings before he got hurt Uh, no picks against the Titans one against the Saints and then two against the Rams he has not had a three turnover game although that two interception game against the Rams was his only one with more than one pick and his interceptions haven't necessarily been the same kinds of interceptions as Trubisky I mean we don't I don't want to go through each one individually but For now, we've seen Foles take at least a little bit better care of the ball. Maybe not drastically better care of the ball, but it's a question of, okay, the positives you saw from Trubisky against the Packers, is that enough for you to build on to feel like he gives you a better chance to win, maybe with a couple of those turnovers in there? Or do you think a safer option of Nick Foles, perhaps with a better offensive line and better running game that we started to see against Green Bay, would be the better option against a Detroit Lions team that fired their head coach and general manager and are generally heading in the same direction that the Bears appear to be on this five-game losing streak. I think you could hear some of the frustration and maybe not desperation, but clear pressure on Matt Nagy in his voice there. And he, he get both getting aggressive earlier and then being a little bit annoyed later and feeling like, He's kind of hammering his head into the wall over and over again with some of these same problems. You can tell I, I, he knows at least that the discourse around Chicago is that his job security is in question and that his spot as his head coach is in jeopardy. Find out how he's handling the situation and juggling all the outside noise next on Locked On Bears. This Bears team finally started to break through its wall a little bit in the running game. 
and add a little energy back into this offense. And I know when I hit a wall during my day and need a little bit of extra energy, I always turn to Built Go to help me power through. Built Go is the healthy replacement for your energy drink. Think of it like five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. It's loaded up with natural ingredients like beta-alanine, vitamin B3, honey, and just a kick of caffeine that keeps you going all day long. Plus, it's loaded up with collagen protein that's fast-absorbing, so it gets right into your system, but it's still easy on the stomach. It comes in three delicious flavors. I've had all three. You can't go wrong with any of them. Peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. And I highly recommend if you go to the gym, mix that in with your protein shake. You will not regret it. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On yesterday's podcast, we made the case for why that loss to the Packers was the real beginning of the end for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy and how they need to be fired and this Bears team needs to move on to a new regime specifically why that game was the big one that did them in and why the two of them are too connected at this point to just fire one of them and not the other. And it's kind of become the talk of the town, or at least the talk of the sports talk of the town. And you know as much as coaches and players say they don't listen to the outside noise and they tune that out, they still hear it. It's kind of impossible not to, to live in that environment and to be a part of that team and to live in you know Lake Forest and Chicago and wherever these players have their homes and not hear about it on TV, on the radio, from your friends, your family members, on social media especially. And so as much as they try and talk about avoiding it, it is in some sense unavoidable. And for Matt Nagy, he isn't even necessarily trying to say he is avoiding it, but just I think he's saying a lot of the right things in terms of what his focus is on and where his attention is because you can't just sit there and worry about getting fired every day and not end up doing your job in the process. What, what I would say to that is that that's all a part of our business. I mean, when we sign up for this, uh, every one of us, not just head coaches, but coordinators, position coaches, all of our families, we all sign up for that. So, you know, we, that, that comes, that comes along with where we're at. I can't worry about that right now. What I have to do is make sure that I, I, I do whatever we're not doing. We get it fixed and we get it right. And what's it come down to common denominator wise, right? We want to make sure that we are winning football games. And so when you lose five in a row like this for us, um, you know, you got to You got to come up with different solutions, different answers. And, and then you got to have that pride. And so I, 
put that all the other stuff aside. I have to worry about every single day, you know, being the leader for these guys and this team and understanding, okay, where's our warts at and whatever they are, let's clean them up. And then where's our strengths and whatever they are, let's do more of that. And so that's, that's, uh, you know, I feel like that's why for me right now, uh, there is, there is that pride that you have to have. And, uh, you know, we've, we've, our guys, our guys do care. I know that about our guys. I know they care. I felt it last night in that locker room. I mean, I felt it, but now it's about doing it. And it's as simple as that. The problem is it's been that same answer and conversation since like week six, since they were five and one and trending in a much better direction that after a bye week and half a season later, it's still, well, we got to figure out what's wrong and fix it. You know, we got to do whatever we're not doing right now. Sounds to me like a guy who doesn't have answers. Maybe he does, and he doesn't want to tell us because he doesn't want to give it away to their opponents or whatever, but we certainly haven't seen any evidence on the field of having answers to their problems. And even when he talks about needing to identify their problems, that also, to me, raises a red flag of, like, how have, have you not been able to properly identify the problems as of yet? It's, it's like, not that his answer there was bad, but it give, the actual substance of your answer is kind of the reason why everyone thinks you're going to be fired because you haven't found those solutions and because you feel like you have to try everything you haven't tried yet because it's, that's telling you that everything you've tried hasn't worked. And if you're a coach who is trying everything and none of your things are working, that generally is going to lead you to be fired because this is the NFL and you are expected to be better than that as an NFL head coach. And I don't envy Matt Nagy's position by any means. I don't have the complete solutions for what he can do to fix this offense and what, you know, how, how can you get really good quarterback play from two guys that don't seem capable of it at this point? Or how do you get great offensive line play when you have to start Arlington Hambright and Rashad Coward a few weeks ago? I mean, like some of these were very difficult positions and some of them you can maybe try and blame on the general manager a little bit for not giving you and your coaching staff better talent to work for, with. But when you start to see a lot of these mistakes coming back to coaching, both sides of the ball, also penalties, execution, game planning, play calling, etc., it's really hard to have too much sympathy there. I mean, I certainly have sympathy for Matt Nagy, the human being, the man. I feel bad for him being in a lot of these difficult positions and having to go through this is not easy for any human being. He seems like a genuinely good guy, but... Clearly, he does not have the answers as the head coach of the Chicago Bears, and that pretty well cements and seals his fate at the end of this season. You can see why he's getting a little bit more fiery and trying to call out his teammates because that is sort of trying something they haven't tried yet. Do whatever we're not doing. Well, he hasn't done much of the vocal public criticism and motivation in that way. So maybe that'll be different, but it felt like you kind of ran out of time to fix all those things, and maybe the bye week was your last chance to fix all of them, but really you needed to fix them three, four, five, six weeks ago, and now it's all a, a, a last-ditch effort 
to try and save his job, and it would take a pretty strong stretch here against, albeit some much, much worse opponents, to wrap up the season. There's still plenty at stake in these last five games, so I hope that you'll keep tuning in five days a week and subscribe to the Locked On Bears podcast to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Tomorrow, we'll try and go through the All-22 coaches film from the Bears' loss to the Packers, see what kind of takeaways we can find about this offensive line and some of the progress they made, maybe some of what went wrong at the quarterback spot on some of Trubisky's decisions and what some better alternatives might have been, as well as where this Bears defense struggled besides just effort and tackling down the stretch. Then on Thursday, we'll do Crossover Thursday with Matt Deary from Locked On Lions, kind of get the scoop on what Detroit's going to look like without Matt Patricia on the sidelines and whether or not this team is going to be a little bit extra motivated and try and rally together for their interim head coach. So plenty more Bears content, Bears talk, Bears analysis, Bears news all coming your way right in the podcast feed. So there's still plenty of reasons to bear down. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.